my wonderful friends, and welcome to the worldwide broadcast of the Ted and Austin Brower Show, bringing you the latest world news and health research. I hope you're having an absolutely wonderful day today. I hope you guys had a relaxing night and productive day. And I wanted to give everybody a heads up. You know, yesterday I told everybody, and I've said for the last couple of weeks, that I had a feeling that they were going to start doing either a release of something or a mutation of something or an increase of something, whether it be with these shots that they're giving the children. I don't know 100% yet where this is coming from, but I had a doctor out in Midwest today call me first thing this morning, and he told me on Sunday they had 20 cases that came in and tested positive in their doctor's office on Sunday alone. He said about 9 out of 10 have all been fully injected. He said basically that uh, about 1 out of 10 is coming in that basically has not been vaccinated or fully injected, and basically they're catching it, and he said it's pretty much – exactly what we've been talking about it's primarily again another aggressive upper respiratory infection with a lot of people running fevers he said it's very strange because you're seeing people that are coming in he said primarily with the vaccinated group that are coming in and basically already becoming symptomatic and then their temperature will go down and then it'll spike back up again and it'll go back down and i remember i dealt with the same thing when I caught it last August, last year, even though I haven't been injected, and he told me that there's a high probability that they're going to try to start doing full-blown restrictions and lockdowns in the next couple of weeks as they're already starting to basically have talks about that in the hospital. Ironically enough, yesterday there was an article that came out that now New York City has now reinstated its mask advisory as its sixth wave is hitting fully vaccinated New York. New York has basically 88% of the entire population has allegedly been fully injected, and uh, yet they're seeing people coming down all over the place with COVID. And they're saying now it's the B5 super variant appearing. Now, I've told you guys before, I don't know whether or not this is a true mutation because of the mass, mass injections that are happening, or this is something else they're releasing. Remember, Everything we watch is theater on the news. 100% of what you see on the mainstream media is controlled theater. If they don't want it on the news, it does not ever touch the news. If they will it, if they want it on the news, you better believe it makes its way to the news. Now, one thing that my doctor friend told me today, and he said New York is already bringing the mass mandates in. There's another article that just popped up now that says L.A. County on pace for new COVID indoor mass mandate by end of July. If the county remains at a high level for two consecutive weeks, it will impose a mass mandatory restrictions indoor everywhere. Now, my doctor friend told me that that will be put into place. He said there's 100% guarantee L.A. County is going to do a mass mandate probably by next week. New York's already doing a mass mandate. All of the blue states are going to start locking down again. This is what he told me. Now, whether or not This all happens all at once. I don't know. But they're going to start doing the restrictions again. They want to see, and I said this four or five months ago at the beginning of the year. I told everybody this. I said they want to see how compliant they can continually beat everybody down. Like the old adage goes, the beatings will continue until the morale improves. 
horrible, horrible statement, but it's exactly the mantra that they use. They're going to keep pushing everybody and pushing everybody to see how compliant everybody is through fear again. This time they will do more restrictions and more lockdowns and more requirements. Guarantee you 100%. They're going to push the bar further to see if they can take it further. There's a high probability as well. They're going to do some type of mandatory injections now to pretty much do anything. They, we already know, and I told you guys this a couple of weeks ago when the bumbling buffoon came out and said, oh, we have our, our next pandemic wave. We have a second pandemic. And then he went out and did a contract for $9 billion for Pfizer for 300 million more injections for the COVID RNA injection shot. They didn't buy those to set them on ice forever. Now, they're going to waste a lot of them, and the money is just going to be another money laundering scheme to all the congressional individuals that hold shares in Pfizer. We already know that. But there's no doubt about it. There's something that they're getting planned for very, very soon. And my doctor friend told me that this morning, that he's seeing a massive uptick in the last week. And I personally think, this is just my opinion from the research and the people that I talked to, I think what we're seeing now is, again, more viral shedding from the injections that are continually being given out with the boosters. And remember now, too, guys, do you remember what just happened three, four weeks ago? The young children have now started to be injected with the final round or next round or three-booster shot, whatever you want to call it. Now, remember, this Pfizer clinical trial they did on six-month-old to four-year-olds, as sick as it was, it was only eight weeks long. Eight weeks long. They have absolutely no idea what this is going to do out in the general population when you start trying to inject over 20 million children with RNA gene therapy that are only one, two, three years old. Now, one thing about this as well, as you guys know this if you've had kids, kids don't like to cover their mouth when they sneeze. They like to snot everywhere. They like to touch everything. They like to put stuff in their mouth. That's what children do. Now, if you want to talk about getting a populace that's going to spread a spike protein shed better than anybody – Put it in children that are going to be sneezing, snotting, touching, licking, and grabbing everything they see in their, basically in their vision and see how quick you can spread the spike protein among the general population. Just my thought on that. I don't think it's coincident at all that all these things are happening right at the same time. And again, remember, got midterms begin in November, and everybody pretty much that I've talked to, even Democrats, they're pretty much starting to become awake or realizing – the gig is up. These clowns that are in office are doing absolutely nothing except trying to intentionally ruin this country as fast as they possibly can, and they're doing so at a very record pace. We now see an article – or not an article, a video that comes out on YouTube. I saw this earlier that basically the uh, New York City of Office of Emergency Management on their page posted it on YouTube, and it's basically the three things to do in a nuclear preparedness uh, video. Now, I find this very odd because the video is about as useless as a wet paper bag. It basically says if there's a nuclear blast that goes off in New York City, you need to get inside a building and move away from windows. Well, if the building's still there and you're still there, that's not a bad thing to do, uh, kind of, I guess. But then it's funny. It goes on to say, it goes, get into the middle of the house, remove all your clothing, and shower with soap and water immediately. Well, I hate to tell everybody, if there's a nuclear blast in New York City, the entire infrastructure based on the water pipeline system isn't going to exist anymore, much less the actual power and pumps to keep water flowing to the city. Water's going to shut off. And then it goes on to say, and the best thing to do is follow the media, sign up for Notify NYC, and wait for officials to send you wireless emergency alerts, and don't leave the house until you're told to do so. 
Now, I thought about this when I started looking at it. First off, if there is a nuclear attack on New York City, we should be real about this, there's not going to be Internet. There's not going to be self-service, and there sure as heck isn't going to be any emergency alerts on your cell phone because your cell phone isn't going to have any service unless, unless it is some type of false flag that doesn't release an EMP and that does not wipe out the cell service and does not wipe out the Internet emergency system to your cell phones. And I thought about this very deeply the other day when I saw this because I thought to myself – there's nothing you're going to be – I mean I, we've had hurricanes before knock out the power, and there's no cell service. There's no internet. There's absolutely nothing. Entire central Florida, gone, dead for like an entire week as far as when it comes to internet service. That's with a hurricane knocking out some power lines. You're talking about an EMP with a nuclear blast? People are just going to be jumping on their phones and getting official emergency updates and following them on social media and sign up for notifications? No, I don't buy it unless there's something else that they have planned. Because I tell you this right now, if you hear on the media and on the television that there is a nuclear blast that just occurred in a city and you can still get cell service and Internet service and updates and notifications on your phone, there was not a nuclear blast in your city. There was a false flag blast in your city. And I'll tell you that right now for a fact if you look at any type of research of nuclear warfare. Now, one thing that I've told everybody before, and Dad and I have had this conversation I don't think for one second you're going to see a massive nuclear engagement with superpowers like Russia and the United States back and forth throwing nukes to major cities. I don't think that's going to happen at all. What I do think is personally going to happen, I've told you guys this before, I think there's going to be multiple 9-11 style false flags that they're probably going to call nuclear attacks or directed attacks from Russia. Now, whether or not they were Russia or not. I have no idea. More than likely, I don't think they will be. I think they're going to be completely and totally controlled deep state engagements just like we saw on 9-11, just like we saw with Building 7, just like we saw on numerous incidences that have occurred all across the country like false flag shootings. That's what I personally think we're going to see, and I think they're going to do everything they can to try to – Make sure, how to put it this way, the midterm elections in the fall do not go as planned from the Patriots' standpoint. That's what I personally think. But the fact that I'm having doctors call me in the Midwest telling me they're seeing record cases out of nowhere and almost all the individuals are, have been fully injected. Now you've got L.A. doing mass mandates next week. Now you've got New York doing mass mandates. They've got something up their sleeves they're working on. And I've said this before, and I say it almost in a sarcastic standpoint. If the injection works so well and the RNA gene therapy was so safe and effective, why are we seeing about 95% of the COVID cases currently right now are all among people that have been fully injected repeatedly with RNA gene therapy? Million-dollar question nobody can answer, except my response is because it wasn't designed to protect you from anything. It was designed to make you an RNA gene therapy spike-producing carrier that walks around and sheds spike protein everywhere you go. We've already seen the research now over the last year that I talked about at the beginning of this year from the reverse transcript of Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine in vitro in human liver cell line. Remember when they said it doesn't store in your system, it doesn't change your DNA? Well, it reverse transcribed intercellularly into DNA and basically into your liver. This is the article that came up that basically was back in February. I posted it on the website, and I'll post it again if you guys want to look at it. Very detailed research analysis on preclinical studies of the vaccines and what it does and how it does store in your body. And there is no telling on how long this stuff keeps making you a spike-producing, spike-protein-producing manufacturing site. Just thought I would throw that out there. So, again, I encourage people, keep your body strong. Whatever's going on right now, keep exercising, keep training, keep your immune system strong, keep your body weight under control. 
keep your cardiovascular system strong, keep your lungs strong, and continue to get fresh air and sunshine. And by all means, continue to keep taking your doses of vitamin C, zinc, and quercetin with the ultimate D3-10,000K2 like we have on the front page of the website. If you don't want to take those, that's completely up to you, but I'd highly encourage people to keep your immune system strong because those are key supplements we have seen work very effectively over the last two and a half years, and there's no doubt about it. There is something floating around right now, and obviously the individuals that have been injected are more susceptible to it, but as my doctor said, about one out of ten have come in that are completely unvaccinated, that are not about it at all, and they're still catching this stuff, which means we're not all immune to it. A lot of us are, but most of it's going to come down to how strong your immune system is, how bolstered it is, what levels you have of vitamin C in your bloodstream, which we've seen before, and also how high your levels of D3 are in your body. That is another very, very critical role that we've witnessed in a lot of research is people that have elevated levels of D3 in their bloodstream, you know, 50, 60, 70 parts. It seems to be much difficult, much more difficult to contract nasty viruses, and the body is much stronger to fight them off, and the cytokine storm isn't as severe with the inflammation in the lungs once they get exposed to this spike protein or whatever the heck we have out there right now that we see going on. So just wanted to get that out there first thing this morning. How are you doing, Dad, and how's your morning going? I'm <laughs> having a great morning. It was a great intro. Uh, and let me explain. I've, I've covered it a couple times on the show, but let me talk about what Austin's talking about for one second, a cytokine storm. You have macrophages. They're specialized white blood cells in the cardiovascular and circulating through the body, and, and they fight infection. And they're like killer cells. And when they see any kind of virus particle, they basically attack it. But the only way they can attack it, they've got to be switched on. And the only way they can be switched on, there's two sugar molecules that hang on the bottom of them, and both these molecules have to be turned on with vitamin D3. And if there's not vitamin D3 to turn on this macrophage to kill the virus, this macrophage will then send up cytokines. That's what I was talking about, like little flare guns. And those little flare guns tell other macrophages that have vitamin D3 to come there and kill this virus particle. And so they get into the bloodstream with these cytokines, and then other macrophages show up. But if they don't have D3, they also release cytokines, which causes a cytokine storm, which can fill the lungs with fluid. It's very important that we understand that mechanism. That's why D3 is so critical in any viral load. You've got to have D3. And it's one of the biggest things we have as far as deficiencies. I mean, with the chemtrails and the geoengineering and the dimming that we've had on the planet, along with all of the sunscreen that people use and people never will get want to get the sun anymore, their D3 levels are really, really down in most cases. In fact, some people's D3 levels are so low, they register as zero. They have no immune system, and, and that's a problem. It really, really is. And now we're seeing this other variant that's been released, and I told you they're going to have a whole bunch of variants they're going to be releasing. Variants that if you've had the COVID, you will not develop antibodies to that new variant because you haven't had it yet. This happened to me and Austin both. We've had COVID a couple of times, and both times there were different variants. They had different symptoms, but it's very important also that if you are taking the vaccine, which obviously doesn't work at all very well, if it does anything at all, probably nothing, probably makes you sicker over the long run, that you take N-acetylcysteine, which helps to mitigate damage from it, and HGH stimulate, which is a nitric oxide formula, vitamin E to keep the blood thin, and it's very in cod liver oil to keep the blood thin. You have to take those four supplements if you've had a problem as far as being forced to take this shot, or if you've chosen to take the shot, now you regret having taken it. So be very careful with all of these things that they're being injected, they're injecting into you, and all of the drugs they're giving you for this. Also, 
the mask mandates coming back to several of the national parks now is also coming back to California. It's coming back to New York. And, and here's why they're doing that. One, one of the reasons they're doing that. Number one, it makes you sicker and it makes things spread faster because your body's inhaling all of your own toxins back and forth to your immune system gets lowered. But number two, they want to have mail-in ballots. And they've got to force the mail-in ballots again for this next election in November. And the only way they were able to give Joe Biden a cheated election, in my opinion, to beat Donald Trump was they had all of these mules running all of these fake ballots to all of these precincts. Well, if mail-in ballots aren't necessary and people aren't sending in mail-in ballots, they can't do that again. They can't hack into the system like they did this last time. Now, people are asking, do you think Hillary Clinton will, win, will run? I hope not. I really do. But, you know, the Democrats really don't have anybody out there that can run for president that's worth a hoot. They really don't. And the Republicans have a very limited amount. You know, Rand Paul could probably do it. You know, Governor DeSantis could probably do it. Don't think Rand Paul could win because he just doesn't come across very strong. DeSantis could definitely win if the GOP gets behind him. But again, is, is Governor DeSantis for real? I hope he is. Like the guy, like what he's done here in Florida. I mean, we don't get locked down. We don't have to wear masks. And yesterday, also, we were let me just cover this too. We were talking to a car dealership. And uh, there's some real problems in the car in the automobile industry right now. The car dealers got very, very greedy, and they started putting huge addendums on their new cars because they couldn't get supply. You know, this is in the last two years. And, and what's happened is, is they were some of these dealers and some of these Ford pickup trucks and Chevy pickup trucks, not the dealers that I work with, but some of these other dealers, are putting ten thousand and were putting ten thousand and twenty thousand dollar addendums on their automobiles. Well, the problem with all that is many times people get a variable rate loan on an automobile, and as interest continues to go up, the car industry is continuing to collapse. Thought I'd mention that. In fact, I talked to our dealer yesterday. He said he couldn't get diesel trucks, couldn't get big SUVs, couldn't get anything. He says now they're all at the auction. Everybody's trading them in trying to get a vehicle that gets better fuel mileage. And so now the big truck market, the diesel truck market is collapsing, and the big SUV market is collapsing. With the exception of things like the Chevrolet Tahoe or the smaller pickup trucks that have diesel engines in them, the smaller diesel Duramax, they get 22 to 30 miles per gallon, which all of these trucks should be getting that if it wasn't for the DPF they're putting on these, the DPF filters that they're putting on these diesel engines that are causing them to get half the fuel miles they're supposed to get. So all of these things are happening all at once, including a collapse of the automobile industry. Raising of interest rates, collapse of the housing industry with housing starts because the interest rates are going through the roof. And the only people that are still building houses at this point are the ones who are working through BlackRock, State Street, and Vanguard, who are basically bringing in immigrants by the millions every year into the United States who are giving them housing or providing housing for them and providing jobs and government subsidies. In addition to that, a lot of people who are getting the government subsidies and the payroll protection plans, they were going out and buying cars, et cetera, et cetera. And they didn't really care about how much they cost because they were getting free money from the government. Now that stopped. So we've got like a perfect storm happening. We got energy prices going through the roof. A good friend, Randy, basically contacted me out of Texas. His, his, his utility bill went up $100 a month uh, because they started charging more money for the utilities because there's a shortage now of electricity and they're basically having to charge more money for it, I guess, because they're buying it from other distributors that have spinning reserve that's available in the Texas because of this massive heat wave that we've had. And mind you, we've had this heat wave here in Florida too. You know, we uh, basically get up every morning. It's beautiful blue skies, unless they're spraying chemtrails. And by 12 o'clock, it's overcast. By 2 o'clock, it's like unbelievably black everywhere because of the heat and the generated thunderstorms. And all of these things are happening everywhere. Now, I also, also mentioned one other thing about a fake EMP attack, a fake nuclear attack, or a, 
you know, whatever attack on New York, and they're coming out with those types of warnings now. And, and there, there will be some water in some of the high-rise buildings, even if the water supply gets cut off for a short period of time. And here's why. Most of these high-rise buildings that are 40, 50, 60, 100 stories up, they have huge water tanks up on the roof to provide water pressure for the building. And these tanks will have to be emptied first before the water supply basically goes away. Now, there may not be any more feed going into those tanks, but they're set up with check valves so they can't backfeed. So these people will have showers to use you know, in these major cities if they live in a high-rise, if they have a water tank on top of their building for a short period of time until everybody takes a shower, the tank gets emptied. Just thought I'd mention that. So all of these things are happening at once to create a perfect storm for the World Economic Forum, which we talked about in depth yesterday and the Kabbalist Luciferian group that runs the planet. We went into scripture in depth yesterday. So if you missed that show, you need to listen to it. But, guys, it's really important that we don't panic on any of this stuff because the reality is that Jesus Christ is still in charge of your life if you're a Christian. And we can continue to pray for one another as I prayed for you guys this morning for protection. Now, a lot of you guys are getting tightened up on your finances. I had a good friend this morning contact me and told me his AC system, his central air system has gone out in his house. They're going to put an all-new central air system in, and the system's so old they can't get replacement parts for it. All of these things are happening, and they continue to happen as far as from a maintenance standpoint with the current existing infrastructure that we have. That's why it's really, really important that we always maintain our finances to the best of our abilities. Just because you can afford a new vehicle doesn't mean you need to buy one. Just because you can buy another house doesn't mean you need to buy one. All of these things that people do on an ongoing basis, need, they need to realize that in some cases you've got to live beyond your, within your means. And you just have to stay on a budget in your household. It's really important, guys. And, and I've seen this repeatedly you know, in my own life. You know, Being in business now for 42 years, I've learned that you, know, you have peaks and valleys. You have troughs. You have peak points. You have variable sales every single year. And you have to learn how to budget yourself to the trough of the sale. In other words, if you're if you're making fifty thousand dollars a year on a regular basis, learn to live with that. If you some one year spike up to sixty or seventy thousand dollars, don't extend your lifestyle up to that. Just put that money in your savings account and stay at your forty or fifty thousand dollars a year. Do the best you possibly can. And I hope that you guys have listened to me over the years to make extra payments on your house so that you'll have the ability to re-amortize the note and also the ability to get your home paid off within a, you know, 10, 15 years, hopefully, and not have to have that monkey mortgage on your back. Because the only way a debt-based money system, monetary system works, is which, which is what the Rothschilds did to us back in 1913, is you have to have an expanding amount of money every single day, every single week, every single year, in order to maintain the debt, because the interest of the debt is never printed. So you go deeper and deeper and deeper into debt, and you can never pay off the national debt. But unless you have enough liquidity in the system, it simply doesn't work. Then, the, then everything starts to contract because everything's trying to still pay off the debt. You have to have a continually expanding money supply. This is Keynesian economics is what it is. And you have to have like a 7% inflation rate, they always said, to make sure that everything continues to grow, including the money supply. It's very, it's a very anti-biblical process as far as what they're telling you to do. They're basically telling you to get deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into debt and finance more and more and more stuff. And I guess a lot of people do that. And every seven years or so, they just file bankruptcy. Well, if you get in a situation where you have medical bills or something happens and you have to file bankruptcy or Chapter 7, 
I recommend that you do it. it you, you, you talk to your financial pal or talk to your attorney. I'm just giving you my opinion on this. I recommend that you make sure that everything gets discharged. Really, really important. That's the thing that they did with the student loans, isn't it? They've made them impossible to discharge now through Chapter 7. So no matter what you do, you're going to be a debt slave to student loans that were given to the international banking cartels, basically without the ability to file bankruptcy on them because they want to make sure they keep a good hook in your jaw the rest of your life. You know, I've talked about this in depth about a lady who basically borrowed twenty thousand dollars. Now she owns one hundred twenty thousand. She already paid over a hundred thousand. It didn't make any difference. And she's in her sixties now. She's retiring, and now she owes more money than she originally borrowed, like five times more money. That's what student loans do. That's what compounding interest does. And when these kids go to school and they basically continue to get degrees that don't do anything, and they have these giant debts when they get out, they come to they find out very quickly that that debt comes back to roost, and they can never get away from it. And they get all these judgments on them if they take them to court, and they start garnishing their salary and on and on and on. So it sets up a series of just you know cascading events that are absolutely awful. Now, as far as the nuclear weapon, Austin talked about that being released. I don't think they're going to do that. They may release a mother of all bombs, a Moab, or an air fuel bomb, also known as that, and as they did in that movie Outbreak with Dustin Hoffman at the very beginning of that. And they may make it because it will look like a mini-nuke. It will. Or they may actually release a mini-nuke. I mean, who knows? But the reality is is that they don't have to release, release a nuclear bomb. They can release a Moab, show a mushroom cloud go up, and say, oh, my gosh, we've been nuked. Okay? And they can say it's been a mini-nuke. And it looks the same way, same type of explosion. And what will end up happening is they can say we've had a radiation leak. Now, how in the world would anybody know that there's a radiation leak unless they had a Geiger counter? Well, they may just say there's a radiation leak, but there may not be a radiation leak. It's just because they're doing it to scare people because this is what the New World Order wants. Remember what their mantra is. Out of chaos will come a new world order. And we need to understand that. We need to realize that you know they want everything, the car, the car industry, the housing industry, the government, all of this stuff to be a complete and utter chaos. Look at this thing with Hunter Biden now. You know, 4chan has come out with now, and they've hacked into his thing, and they found all this other stuff that he's been involved in, and you know, and he calls his dad a pedo, a pedophile. I mean, this is so, the whole thing is so perverse that the world, the other countries in the world, must be laughing hysterically at us right now that we have somebody who's senile, who's supposedly in charge of the United States of America. Now, I can tell you one thing. It ain't Joe Biden. Joe Biden's not running the United States. Even Clinton said when he was when he got out of office, he learned very quickly there was a group of people that made the decisions, and he didn't have those decisions to make. And this is exactly what's happening right now with Biden. And they want to be able to hack that election again. They want to go ahead and keep Democratic control of Congress, and they want to go ahead and make us think that we have freedom in the United States because if we knew we were in a cage, everybody would rebel. But if you put us in a cage with invisible bars, they nobody really has, thinks they're, they're not free anymore. But they want to continue to hack away at our Second Amendment rights. You know, we have this, these, these, these pro-life attorneys now that are being basically heckled. Their egg houses are being egged. They're setting off firecrackers in their front yard. They're threatening to kill them. Police show up. Don't do anything. Don't do anything. They're just saying, no, we're not going to, not going to arrest anybody because they don't want the blowback and have their precincts heckled and hit with eggs and have their officers attacked by these unbelievably crazy feminists that have not lost their right to an abortion. That's the craziest part about all of this stuff. They can go – probably half the states will still have full abortion rights, and all you have to do is cross across the state line to get the abortion. But that's not good enough for these people who want to continue to sacrifice their children to Baal and to Moloch. They don't want to do that. They want to be able to go down the local street corner and get an abortion, and I find it all just abhorrent. I really do. 
And now I, we covered that yesterday, and I mentioned all of those those different firms that are basically supplying abortion money to the people who want to have to kill their children who work for these firms. And I, I highly urge you guys to basically, uh, you know, you know, don't don't do business with these companies. That's all I can say. I mean, why do you want to support all of that stuff? And, and, we, and we need to realize this latest news that we've been talking about, you know. It's telling us that the United States, as we know it, is coming to an end. I mean, sadly, it's true. And, you know, we're, we're collapsing as a country. And there seems to be no intelligence anywhere in the Western world. I mean, California Democrat Governor Newsom, he intends to phase out gasoline-powered cars by 2035 and replace them with battery-powered cars that have to continually be recharged with electricity. The, the power grid's already maxed out. There's insufficient electricity in California to basically charge cars like that. In the meantime, California's last nuclear technology energy plant faces closure. It's completely unclear how California is planning to have enough clean electricity for electric-only cars and how they can have electricity to run air conditioners in their state. Currently, California relies on electricity produced in other states. Is it California's plan to make itself clean by confining the production of electricity to California suppliers from other states? How does that make any sense? That's stupid. Well, they're going to get all of their stuff from Utah, all of their stuff from Arizona, or all of their power from some other state. Well, that's not making anything clean. It just means that they're basically kicking it down the road and pretending like they're clean now. The Biden's, Biden is so senile. Even the Democrats have had enough of it. Many of the Democratic, how should I say, controlled, Kabbalist-controlled newspapers have had enough of it. You know, now he's wanted to cancel the Supreme Court ruling by overturn Roe versus Ways with, with a presidential executive order. And, and the, the executive branch has no such authority. They can't do that. They can't use executive orders to make laws or overturn court decisions. You know, if he does this executive order, the White House fool basically is violating the separation of powers. Of course, that turns us into a dictatorship, doesn't it? You, and, of course, the, the abortion advocates will have no regrets. They'll be happy that we're dictatorships. They have their abortion. They, they don't understand that the same thing they're wishing on us is going to come on them, too. If, they, if we get into a dictatorships, you know, they're going to start wiping out huge amounts of people. You saw that with Hitler. You saw that with Stalin. You saw that with Pol Pot. You, you saw that with Lenin. All these people, all they want to do is kill anybody who opposes them. And if they're used to cause a revolution, they're revolutionaries, and they get pegged that way. And the new administration that comes in through their efforts, through the revolutionaries' effort, they want to get rid of the revolutionaries. It's exactly what Stalin did. He started killing his own people because he didn't want them turning against him. That's what they don't get. They really don't. You know, in Washington, basically from the news media, has decided to proxy fight Russians so the last Ukrainian is dead. Uh, the, the British now have committed to their Washington masters to train you know, 10,000 Ukrainians in order to throw them as cannon fodder to the Russians. And, and the problem is that the Ukrainians aren't going to want to do this. They're not going to want to go kill, get killed with the Russians. And now Zelensky, this gay weirdo that runs the Ukraine, is now contemplating pushing and passing gay marriage in the Ukraine. This doesn't surprise anybody after you saw what he did when he was dancing in his leather tights. So we have all kinds of water problems. Now major reservoirs are going down. And, and, and you know, and the British government has defended the right of the Ukrainians to choose their own future. But how can they choose their own future when they're a Kabbalist, Luciferian, Rothschild puppet of the United States? They're being told what to do. You know, and, you know, it's the whole thing about this is just absolutely nuts. I mean, the United States and the Western world has basically com completely, completely and totally given themselves a self-inflicted wound with all of the correct wokeness that they've done, which has basically allowed them to commit suicide. The universities and public schools have demonized the United States 
and the Western world and white people to the point where they probably can't ever recover from this. I mean, people hate whites everywhere. You know, we were taught that everything that we have in the United States of the university systems is evil. Well, you know, <laughs> how in the world can they say we're all evil and then try to maintain hegemony among all the other countries? I mean, this is crazy. And I talked about it yesterday. They fracture society and they pour wounds into the wound. They pour salt into the wounds to cause all of this division. And, and this is all they do over and over and over again. And you look at it, you go, what the heck? Why in the world is this happening? And, and, you know, and why in the world are we allowing it to happen? And then you have all of these parents. Many of them are actually good parents who've been brainwashed because of this vaccine mandate that started back in 86, 88 to have their 78 vaccines. And now they have their young children with all of these vaccines. And they're taking their children willingly to the altars of Baal and Moloch unknowingly to sacrifice them to the altar of the COVID vaccine for these young children, which they don't even realize that in many cases these children are going to die from cardiovascular issues, which we see, or they're going to become permanently sterile from a lack of secondary sexual characteristics and their ovaries and their testicles are going to be compromised. And they, But they don't realize that's going to happen. And now I'm going to say this again. I've talked about it in the past. I'm going to talk about it again right now. Some of these parents are so adamant and so brainwashed about using vaccines that they will argue and scream and yell and literally get into a fist fight with you if you're not careful when you tell them they need to maybe be careful on the vaccines they give their children. They don't get it. And I have a friend of mine the other day, her name is McKinsey, and she's like I've helped raise her. She's like one of my own children. And she had a friend of hers who basically, you know, wants to vaccinate and give all the kids all the COVID shots, and she's pleading with her not to do it. And she asked me if I could help her. And I said, Well, the most important thing you can do at this point is just give her that one movie vaxxed v-a-x-x-e-d you can buy it on a dvd in fact i bought that dvd for mckenzie because she was thinking about vaccinating her newborn i said please don't do this and let her watch the movie she her she and her husband watched it they said absolutely not we're done with this let a third party talk to your friends you say what's well, seven dollars to buy the dvd oh stop it stop it if they're a friend they're worth seven dollars okay and especially if they're pregnant or if they have children and they're on the fence and they don't know what to do, just give them the video. And then if you want, get it back from them if you'd like and then give it to somebody else. But learn how to communicate with these people and warn them about all of this stuff. I mean, the U.K. government now and their own statistics are showing that vaccinated children are 30,000 percent more likely to die than unvaccinated children. Let them see the real numbers. Send it to them. Make them look at it and choke on it. If you send it to them, sooner or later they might read something you send. Right. And they may actually do something as far as the right thing for their kids. And, and now another NFL player suddenly dropped dead. Doctors are baffled. No, they're not. Another fully jabbed NFL player suddenly dropped dead from unspecified, unspecified illness, leaving the doctors Dallas. This is Jimmy Williams. He's a former NFL athlete. You know, he was a member of the Seattle Seahawks in 2005. He's died. He's a former Vanderbilt star. He basically passed away from unspecified illness on Friday. He was just 43 years old. Then we had another comedian die from Canada. He took both shots, and he said he got – he actually had him on his deathbed and said he'd been Pfizered, and he's not going to do anything else with it. He's not going to allow himself to be ejected again, 32 years old, and then he died. I mean, guys, how many of these does it take before you realize just maybe it's not a good idea to get vaccinated with a COVID shot? And again, so many of my friends and a lot of people that I really like and have been good friends for a long, long time, 30, 40, 50 years, uh, they've stopped listening to the show because I warned them and warned them and warned them 
not to do this. I mean, personally warned them. So, so, so if you think not, your friends don't listen, some of my friends don't listen either. And then I, but I don't dwell on that. I dwell on my friends that basically listen. But the, the, my friends who didn't listen and are vaccinated, who've got health problems now, they, they don't listen to the show. They don't do it anymore because they don't want to be convicted of what they did. You know, here's the thing. I spent 400 hours in the biochemical genetics lab at Florida State University in the Conradi building when it was there. It's been torn down now. Of course, this is 40 years ago. And I learned a lot about biochemical genetics, but I learned a lot about viral loads and all kinds of other things that we talked about. And there's certain things you do, certain things you don't do. There's certain protocols you follow in a chemistry lab, certain protocols you don't follow in a chemistry lab, certain things when you use certain compounds, you mix them together and you create things like ammonia gas or chlorine gas you have to use a vented vapor hood that creates a vacuum so you don't breathe the stuff and die from it okay and what i've learned over the years especially in chemistry and in classes and experiments is that you know there's certain protocols you've got to follow and when you start having certain things happen with certain combinations of certain compounds or drugs or whatever you're doing there's side effects and you've got to weigh out the side effects you've got to weigh out the good and the bad if there was no alternative to maintain a healthy immune system like vitamin c N-acetylcysteine, potassium iodide, zinc, even ivermectin, antiparasitical. If there weren't good products out there that helped to maintain healthy immune systems and get rid of viral loads, then okay, we may all be forced to take a vaccine, but not an RNA shot. That's not what we want. Why would, we, why would we take an RNA shot and change our own DNA? That's insanity. And so that's what I try to tell everybody when I started talking about this stuff years ago when the COVID lockdown started. I can't believe we're like on our third year of this crap. That's what it is. It's all crap. It's all part of the World Economic Forum. Remember Klaus Schwab said this, this gives us an unprecedented opportunity now to implement a new world order? You think he was joking? Look what they've done now. And guys, please, please keep your hearts and minds in Jesus, for he's the author, he is the finisher, he is the perfecter of our faith. And Lord, I'm sorry to praise you out loud, but, but I was going to say, Lord, help them to please make these decisions based on the leading of your Holy Spirit. This is so important that I say this to you. Pray about stuff before you do it. You know, if there's a big red flag or if you don't know, then don't go. God's never going to contradict his word and tell you to do something or the Holy Spirit's not going to tell you to do something that's contrary to God's word. He's not going to do that. The word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So if you read your Bible, start with the book of John. I start reading the Bible, read through the Old Testament, read through the New Testament over and over again. I've read the New Testament hundreds of times, read through the entire Bible multiple times, and learn what the Bible says. Now, you're not going to remember everything. Sometimes you may think one verse says one thing and another verse says another thing if you don't go back and check it. But as long as the overall content is correct, you've got to understand that God's not going to tell you to do something. He's not going to tell you to take a kill shot when he says, don't you know that ye yourselves are God's temple, that his spirit lives within you? And if you destroy God's temple, he will destroy you. He's not going to tell you to do something that's going to kill you. He's not going to do that. He's not going to tell you to step out in front of a semi-truck. He's not going to do that. You know, And then certain things happen in our lives that basically we don't have any control over. But that doesn't necessarily mean God did it. You know, a lot of things happen kind of from a spontaneous standpoint of this planet because they're set up in autopilot. You know, years ago, I'll never forget this. You know, we had two big giant Alaskan Malamutes. And these dogs used to get in fights all the time. We had a male and a female. Now, they had been spayed and neutered. But the problem was is the female was always wanting to eat the male's food, and they were always fighting over it. 
I mean, I remember one time these, and these ball dogs were big. The, the, the male could put his feet on a seven foot fence. He was a big animal. They were like giant Alaskan Malamutes. He's like 170 pounds. I remember one time they had this giant fight in our kitchen and they were on their back feet and, they, and the female was as tall as me. The male was towering over me and they had locked on each other. There's blood getting slung on the walls. I mean, it was a mess. Finally, I had to go in because he had locked down on her throat and I had to go in with a water hose and shove it down their throats to get them to stop. I kid you not. I mean, this is crazy. And in the meantime, Sharon's pregnant with Austin. So finally, after about, you know, four or five months of that junk, I just kept them in their dog on, you know, in the laundry room. I wouldn't even, I didn't even want them in the house because they were like, they were like wild things, like wolves in the house. So finally, we come home one day and the male had come through the dog door in the laundry room and the female had got him tripped up inside, got him on his back and killed him. I mean, just straight killed him right there on the floor. And Sharon's nine months pregnant. Well, that God had nothing to do with any of that. These are animals that we had in the house that were like wild. And quite frankly, I was not happy that the male had died. I, you know, I was sad that he died because I'd had him for years. But I was not looking forward to having any more giant fights in the house. And finally, we got another male to replace him because Austin was little. Another male, Malamute. Well, then the male, Malamute, when he got about a year old, he started fighting with a female. I said, that's it. So we got rid of the female. Finally, after about seven years of that, I said, you know what? Somebody wanted to adopt the male. I said, you know what? I'm just done with having animals that are this predatory in the house and around. I'm done. If the male ever saw a cat, any cat he saw, he could get a hold of, he'd kill us. Finally, I said, you know what? I'm done. I don't need these animals around the house. Those aren't – when you do stuff like that and you make decisions like that, that's not necessarily – God's not doing all that. You've made that choice to have those animals in your house, and these animals are just – Predators is what they are. They're like like wolves. You know these Malamutes. They're like they're not. Real, by the way, they're not real bright either. But the, the but the point is, when we make choices, we can't blame God for the choices. If you take a shot that you knew was bad for you, and now you're having health issues for it, that's not God's fault. He didn't do that to you. I had a friend of mine years ago. He's a he's a black guy. He's a nice guy, but he was very very liberal, very militant, and he was angry at God. I told you this story. And, his, and I asked him one day, I said, why are you so angry at God? He goes, well, my brother died of cancer. I said, oh, your brother died of cancer. He was like 24 years old, and he died. And I said, oh, well, why is that God's fault? He goes, God let him die. I said, wait, wait a minute. Did he go through the Rockefeller Rothschild Medical Complex? Did he go have chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery? I said, yeah, he did multiple bouts of chemotherapy, radiation, and surgery. I said, wait a minute, wait a second. So he basically went into a system that killed him with the chemotherapy, and now you're blaming God, though your brother went into this system willingly. He goes, well, yeah, he did. And I'm like, why is that God's fault? Always remember that. I want to cover that with you guys today because God doesn't force you to do stuff. He doesn't do it. I mean, God's done so many miracles in my life. It's just overwhelming to me. It really is. And But I pray all of the time, and I've learned when I pray about stuff and I can't get a clear leading on what to do, if I don't know, I don't go. I don't do it. And how many times have you been in a red light and you feel like, should I go left or right? Well, sometimes the Holy Spirit will check you because maybe you're going to have an accident if you go forward. Because remember, he's on the present. He's in all the different timelines all at once. He knows the fractal timeline, and he'll lead you by his, by his Holy Spirit and help you to make decisions. But guys, when he tells you not to do things and tells you to do things, do your best to be obedient to what he says. He said he'd rather have you willing and obedient than provide sacrifice. That's what he said. He wants you to have the willingness and the obedience, and you shall eat the fruit of the land. It's important that we understand that, and don't always second-guess him. 
And when something happens in your life that's, you know, basically on autopilot, like my dog killing my other dog, don't get into a position where you're trying to blame God for that because it had nothing to do with God. You're the ones who brought the animals into the house, including the giant Alaska Malamutes, and basically they were fighting each other. And I should have known better than having them there when they were fighting all of the time. But we always do that, don't we? We make decisions and we want to question what happened and why we made those decisions. Really, really important. I wanted to share that with you guys this morning. Also, what do you think, buddy, and what's your next story? Well, that's really good info, and that, that goes back to the concept that a lot of people get wrapped up in, you know, in providentialism. Is that, you know, everything that happened was God's will. You know, I stepped out in front of a bus and got hit and got cut in half. Well, that must have been God's will for my life. Well, that's not his will for you at all. His will is the best for you. The decisions we make can change the entire direction of our life. You've seen that numerous times. You know, I remember I used to ride street bikes all the time when I was younger, all the time. And I got into them when I was 18 years old. You know, the crotch rockets, GSXR, 1000, CBRs. And I had a friend of mine, you know, right down the street from here. And his name was Brent and got hit by a Bronco, got almost cut in half, killed on the spot. And I remember, you know, seeing that and seeing it on the road and it was very graphic. And looking later on, I was like, you know, this is this is serious. You know, when you start riding these motorcycles that run, you know, 200 miles an hour and you start putting them on the street and they're made for the track and you start driving around people that don't pay attention and don't look and don't see you, you know, you die even with a helmet on. And uh, it's sad to me because, you know, I've saw uh, – Last week, um, just over here on Berkeley Road, there were a guy and a girl, and uh, apparently the cops tried to pull this guy over. They were both on a motorcycle, and uh, they tried to pull him over, and he took off and uh, was running down Berkeley very fast, and a minivan pulled out right in front of him, and uh, both him and the girl wound up inside the minivan. Obviously, they were dead. And I thought to myself, you know, I was thinking about it, and I thought, you know what? I'm sure when that girl woke up that morning and decided to jump on the back of that motorcycle, that guy, she wasn't thinking, you know, my life's going to end today when I end up basically in a wad in the middle of a minivan after I hit it at, you know, 100-plus miles an hour. You know, nobody's thinking about that. Then a couple days later, I go down the street on 559 by road by Gapway, and traffic stopped again. And I'm like, oh, gosh, what's going on now? Traffic's getting horrible. Sure enough, GSXR 1000 wadded up. Car pull out in front of him. Boom. Done. And it happens that fast. And I've told people a lot of times as you get older, make sure you're limiting the landmines you step on, especially with motorcycles. And I'm not preaching anybody about motorcycles. I absolutely That's right. love motorcycles. I love mm-hmm. them. I grew up on them. I've been around them my whole life. I love riding on them. They just There's something about being on them and just the adrenaline rush, whether it's on a dirt bike or a street bike. But what I am saying is – if you have a family, if you have wife, if you have kids, be very cautious on these things, especially in these states like Florida now. Florida used to be like the motorcycle state. Everybody wanted to ride down here. It's not the motorcycle state anymore. It's the I want to move there because it's the new current thing and I can do whatever I want down here. And a lot of these people moving down here, they've never been around motorcycles before. They don't look multiple times when they pull out. They don't notice and look down the street to see how fast these guys are running. And it's just it's sad, but it's part of it. So use wisdom with what you're going to do. Like I said, if you've got kids, if you've got family, be very cautious if you're riding street bikes around. Because I've seen, I've seen Carly's too, cruisers get nailed, do nothing, just mind their own business. I mean, when I was riding before, I, I, mean, I was driving down the street about 50, 60 miles an hour, and I had some lady cataract glasses on a Crown Vic straight pull out right, I mean, right into me. My reflexes kicked in, and basically I caught the side frames. I had sliders on the bike, caught it, leg barely hit her car, and I kicked her door. I straight kicked it off. I literally kicked off the car. 
I literally almost took my leg off with it. And I'm like, what do you do? It literally saw me. Didn't even see me one single bit. So again, what I'm saying that is understand that your actions have consequences and own them. If this is a decision you decide to make and you say, hey, I did this decision and this is what I, there's the consequences and I'm willing to live with those. Own them. But don't take it back and say, well, I, I did this. This was God's will or God let this happen because I was doing 100 miles an hour on a cross truck and somebody pulled out in front of me and now basically my broke my back. It wasn't God's will for you to probably hit that car, nor was it God's will for you to be running 100 miles an hour. Those were all your choices you decided to do, especially, you know, I know people that race cars. You know, all of a sudden they blow a tire out or they wreck or hit something at 200 miles an hour. Sometimes they make it out. Sometimes they don't. God's will or God's best. Just one of those things that you were driving too fast or you had a failure, you had a mishap, and it happened. Understand the risk associated with certain events, certain things, and certain activities, and understand that there are some that are higher than others. And also, too, always use wisdom and try to keep a cooler head as much as possible. When I was younger, I used to always, you know, get very aggressive in situations that probably didn't call for it, and I, you know, hyperacted with certain things. Now, as I've gotten older, I've tried to stay very calm. If something's escalating, the best I can, especially if I know if it's escalating towards deadly force, I try to be very, very calm. And, you know, I saw an article yesterday, uh, today just popped up on Breitbart. It said, father shot and wounded two suspects who tried to break into his SUV Monday morning while his wife and two babies were inside the vehicle. Yeah, the suspects walked up to the SUV, opened one of the vehicle's doors, basically tried to carjack the vehicle. Gonzalez said the adult male feared for the safety of his family and fired shots striking both suspects. The wife was driving and drove away after the shooting to get away from the suspects. They said one of the parents inside the vehicles of suspects were attempting to enter. They fired off several rounds and shot both of the male suspects. I've told you guys this before in the state of Florida. Now, I don't know all those different state laws, and I've said this down repeatedly to people. If you – this was in Texas, by the way. Texas is pretty pretty open, too. If you're in a vehicle – and somebody tries to force entry into your vehicle and you're stuck, like you're red light or you're stuck in a turn lane, you can't move, you do not have to be a victim in the state of Florida. Somebody's trying to break in. They are trying. They are committing a forcible felony at that point on you, and you have the right to defend yourself. Always understand how to handle situations and practice for them. Train for them. Adapt to them. Because a lot of times people have this big idea in their head that, oh, well, something happens. I'm just going to do this. I'm going to do that, and I'm going to strike here, and I'm going to do this. Guys, I'll tell you what, when stuff starts to escalate really quickly, you better know what to do before it starts happening. It better be instinctual. I mean that sincerely. That's why I encourage people, if you're going to carry a firearm, train with it. Know how to operate with it. Know how to clear malfunctions. Know how to basically reload and do tack reloads. And know when and where and how to handle the situation. Don't be that guy carrying a pistol, have no idea what you do. If something happens, you pull it out and you shoot yourself in the leg. Or worse, you shoot a bystander because you can't keep your finger off the stinking trigger. Understand how these things operate because there's going to be more and more and more people over the next coming years. We're going to see things start to degrade, especially in these really liberal cities. They're doing this intentionally, guys. They're intentionally causing the entire market to collapse. I taught dad's show, uh, was talking earlier. I saw the article on it, and they're talking about the defaults, especially on mid-range and lower-priced vehicles like Honda Civics and stuff like that. They said now that basically the mass majority of the repossessed vehicles going to the auction are at the end of 2020 all the way into the middle of 2021. And they were talking to basically an auctioneer and somebody that's in the vehicle market, and they said that normally dates are scattered. 
and that loan ratios normally are around 80%. So say somebody gets a repo on a vehicle, you know, the car sells at the auction for 30000 They owed, you know, 28000 on it. That's average, you know, 26000 They get a couple thousand back. The loan gets forgiven or basically gets paid off. They get a check back for a couple grand. Their credit goes to poo anyways, and that's the end of it. They said now that a lot of these smaller cars are going through the auction at 140% loan-to-value ratios. This is exactly what I warned everybody about last year when you had these unbelievably greedy dealers putting five and $10,000 addendums on Honda Civics. I told you I wouldn't look at one. So my friend of mine was looking at one. I said, well, I'll go to the dealership. I'll go over there. So this, the thing was like $23,000. It was like an EX Honda Civic. And I look at it, and I'm like, okay, sticker's 23, I go down. All of a sudden, by the time I get to this far right page on it, the price listing's $29,980. They had a package fee for nitrogen air and floor mats for like $4,000. another $2,000 market adjustment on it. And I'm like, I look at the guy, I said, this is a joke? Oh, no, man, you can't get these right now. I said, dude, it's a Honda Civic, bro. I said, what's going to happen when they bring this Honda Civic back in six months and they go to trade it in? You're going to say, hey, your car's worth 20 grand. They're going to say, but I paid you 30 for it. Well, I'm sorry. You're the moron that paid 30 grand for a brand new Honda Civic that's stripped out. Well, what do I do? I don't to tell you. And they went on to say here in this article that a lot of these cars, people got way too wrapped up in some of these smaller cars with the PPP loans and the debt forbearance and the stimulus checks and the unemployment benefits. People were going in and paying thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars $50,000 for these cars that were only worth like 20, 30 grand. And now all of a sudden they've got these huge payments and they have to start paying their bills now. And they can't keep not paying their mortgage for two years. This was all done intentionally during COVID. The free money, the loose money, not making people pay their bills. This is all designed to do exactly what it's doing now. And now we're going to see this next round. I personally think they're going to roll out this COVID pandemic BS again and try to get people as sick as possible. Now, whether or not they start the whole free money and keep hypervaluing things and pumping trillions of dollars, I don't know if they're going to do that. They may do that again. They may run this cycle multiple times until they completely and totally run the dollar to absolute zero. They may do that. They may do that. I don't know. But again, this is why you got to hedge your bet as best as possible on certain things. That's why I told people food is going to be one of the most expensive commodities in the next coming years. That's not going down anywhere at all. Food is something that's instrumental and you have to have. Ammunition and guns and self-defense, that's also crucial. Stored water is also crucial. You look at right now, you see what they're doing with the gold and silver market. They're running the value of the dollar up. The dollar is almost neck and neck right now with Europe. I mean, they're, they're like one-to-one now with the euro. That's had to happen in like over 20 years. Now we're seeing gold and silver and platinum get shorted to the floor. Maybe a good time to pick some up. I'm not giving any financial advice. Maybe some in the next couple months, seeing what the market does. But be very careful on where you're going with this stuff right now because there's going to be some very strange things that start happening in the market. You need to make sure you're hedging your bet in the right direction on this and stuff like I said. Food is going to be one of the most pivotal things. That's why I've told so many people over the last six months. I personally think that's what they're going to use to control the population next. They're going to come in now because of the shortages, because of the hyperinflation in the foods industry, because of the supply chain, all the stuff that they created and they blame on other venues and other aspects, they're going to come in now and say, well, because of this, 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 we have to go and do this now. We have to start rationing this. Look at what they're do, already doing in Texas. Texas is already telling people through the EROC, EROC, the Electric Reliability Council of Texas, they're telling consumers to conserve electricity as wind energy falls short. Record high temperatures in, Cal- or in Texas, they're saying that the wind energy is not keeping up with it. 
They don't know what to do. So they're telling people to ration electric. And the same thing over in Europe, same thing in California. But hey, we got a great idea, right? While the energy sector's collapsing and while fuel prices are going through the roof and while basically none of this stuff is going together and being copacetic, it's best that we start making sure that everybody needs to drive EV vehicles so it's better for everything, even though the energy sector can't keep up with current <laughs> demands. Guys, you can't make up the stupidity. That's why you got to look at what they're doing. you got to analyze it and say, okay, who is this benefiting and why are they doing it? Why did the U.S. government just do a $9 billion contract with Pfizer for 300 million more COVID shots? Hmm? Because they're planning on injecting a whole bunch of people in the next coming six months in order to keep you protected, guys. Keep the strength up. Keep your conviction. Even if you've made the mistake of getting some of these shots in the past, and I know a lot of people did. I know a lot of people who got them didn't get any side effects. Or a lot of people that have been taking subs and taking GHI cleanse and acetylcysteine and CoQ10, they've been great. And I personally think a lot of the people that have the real severe side effects from the Pfizer are the ones that keep getting the shots over and over and over again, and they're not taking care of their bodies. They're not taking care with cardiovascular supplements like the vitamin E and CoQ10 because the majority of people I've helped and worked with that have gone through this, they're staying alive and healthy and strong as long as you don't keep pumping those toxins back in your body. So that's something we all need to have a resolve on, and I said this before, and I'm going to say it again in closing. They're going to push as hard as they can this next pandemic they're pushing right now coming up. It's up to us whether we allow to uh, – it's up to us whether or not we're going to comply or we're going to stand our ground and be strong on this. It is going to be a huge deciding factor of what happens with this country, and I say that very sincerely and very direct. So do your own research and make a very informed decision before you start blindly complying with somebody just because they tell you you need to be scared of something you know you don't need to be scared of. Again, my friends, thank you for the support of Health Masters. If you guys need anything, be sure to check out the website, our staple supplement, the Ultimate Multiple Powder, on sale right now for 20% off on the website at healthmasters.com, the Immune System Support Kit on the front page. We have the two-bucket specials on the food packs, the four packs, all of them on the website at healthmasters.com. Be sure to check them out and vote for what you want to see win. The Joint Rebuilding Formula Product of the Week is on sale till tomorrow. And vote for what you want to see win tomorrow, my friends. Have a blessed, safe, awesome night. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow as always. Broadcasting to the U.S. and around the world by way of clear digital audio, 22,500 miles above the planet. This is the Global Star Radio Network.